up on a wall, call out all the sinful fucking shitbags of the Nephite community and only to get shot with arrows. You're listening to Polygonometry. Holy cow, I made it through that introduction that I just thought of in the moment. Oh my god, guys, hi. Can you tell I'm rusty? It's been a while since I published an episode, and I tell you what, I'm so stoked that all the dudes, babes, babe dudes, and dude babes are listening. If you're out there, dude, everybody's listening in from all over all over the freaking place. This entire planet's listening to part. There's so many people from all over listening to this podcast. I don't know why you are, but I'm so glad you are seriously. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns from any corner of this planet that we call home, just shoot me an email. Uh, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm trying to talk to the Spokane community uh, commissioners to see if I can get an owl reset up. Okay. Or maybe some sort of pigeon stoop. Okay. I'm trying to get a stoop permit. Not really working out that well, but I'm looking into it. But uh, guys, I am so excited for this new episode, okay? Because it's my parents, both of them, both as in two. I only have two, okay? And I've been thinking about getting these two people on my podcast talking at the exact same time, not them together exactly, because that wouldn't be listenable, but like them as guests simultaneously on the podcast. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And I've been thinking about getting them on since the very beginning of this idea of the podcast. And finally, we were able to schedule a time and a place to sit down together. And we sat down in the dining room area of their brand new non-AUB owned property and talk about what it was like to get out of Pinesdale, dude. They're the first people in the history of Pinesdale to not only buy back their property from the AUB, sell it, but they were the first ones to sell it to people who didn't live in Pinesdale and those people moved in. How crazy. I'm so proud of my parents, man. They're the coolest people in the world, and I have absolutely zero doubt that you guys will love the episode that I have with my parents. Let's see. The, the, it, how's the echo? There's a little bit of an echo, but it's not bad. It's not too bad. No, it's not. So we're in your new house. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> it's quite the structure. Yeah. So the thing that I'm curious about well, I, I mean, I already know a lot about the story, but I think something that would be kind of cool is just the idea that you guys are now moved out of Pinesdale because you were able to buy back your property from the AUB and sell it to someone who's not from Pinesdale. Ooh, there's a long story. Yeah, let's do it. All right. You want to start with um, the great apostasy? Of? 2015. It's been referenced on the podcast before, so. The great apostasy of, okay, so we're talking about. We're talking about leadership and yeah. no touchy. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really good way to distill the greatest apostasy of 2015. <laughs> it's just leadership, no touchy. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so... We don't, have to give, we don't have to give too much. It's been talked about on the podcast before. So gotcha. essentially, there was a split. There was a f- fracture. There was a splinter. It was like... Um, tempered glass mm-hmm. into a gazillion pieces. But basically what happened is the big shots down in Utah said, hey, it's time to offload Pinesdale because the religious organization has owned 
the property since its inception. Mm-hmm. We were basically just there and living in a house that we owned on property that we didn't. So the AUB owned the land that you were living on. Right. They, they owned the dirt. We owned the, the concrete up. Okay. And they owned the dirt down. So we had to, well, looking, looking for an opportunity to, to leave, leave the community, not because we hated the community, uh, but we want to progress in our own lives and do our own thing, continue down our own path. We ended up with this opportunity. We heard that people were, well, the AUB was offloading Pinesdale piece by piece. It's separated into a whole bunch of, of different geocodes. And mm-hmm. Oh, because they bought Pinesdale in sections. Right, sections. So. It wasn't uh, like just a, one like great a, big piece at Originally, when, Bine, when Pinesdale's property was first bought by the AUB, it was bought in sections? Yes, like okay. the barn. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah, okay, gotcha. One, and then we were a different, our place was a different section. So it was just, yeah, okay. Yeah, they were just buying up the properties around the, until they had. Until they had what has known or has become Pinesdale. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. So we heard that this was this was, process had already begun. Mm-hmm. And I went to the guy who was in charge of it all. I'm kind of really abbreviating the story. I mm-hmm. uh, went to the guy in charge of it all and said, hey, I've heard this is going on. I want to do it too. And he said, no. Okay. Turned you down. Oh, yeah. Just flat just down. Just simple. It wasn't, it wasn't anything wasn't, malice he, or anything oh, like yeah. that. It was just simple. Nope. It was simple. No, we're no, we're, we're not going to do that. You'll be, we'll still do it, but it'll be down the roadways. Yeah. And as I was, I had maps, I had photographs, everything like that. And as I was ready to roll them up and head on out and say, thank you, you know, thanks for your time. He said, wait a minute. Then he pointed to the map. He says, this is your place here? Yes. He says, this is your dad's house right next door. You know, and of course, that's where I grew up. I was 67 and a half yards away from our house. And he says, I said, yeah, that's, that's my dad's place. And he says, this is your dad's other place. Because um, dad's second wife had the place next door to that one across the road, 130 mm-hmm. yards away or whatever it was. Yeah. So I said, yes, that's it. And he says, okay, here's the deal. We will do it if you buy all three. Well, problem. I didn't have the savings to buy all three. And so we ran around with it. I kicked around some rocks, overturned some this and that, and uh, couldn't find the funds to buy all three. Sure. So I called him back, you know, a week later, and I said, look, I've, I've looked around. I'm ready to go on this one piece. This is what I have. What do you, you know, what do you think? Can you make it work? He said, let me talk to the, the people I'm working with, you know, not surveyors or everything like that. Basically, he had to get the stamp of approval from the committee or who, whoever, was, whoever was in charge of this whole process. Sure. So we're driving into Hamilton one day, and my phone rings, and, and it's this guy, and he says... I talked to so-and-so, and we're ready to go. Let's do it. Sweet. So no, got, yeah. you got the green light. Oh, I looked at your mom and a big smile, and I was like, this is going to happen. Sweet. So being bang, boom, we emptied the savings account and said. Literally? <laughs> did the whole thing, huh? No, yeah. no, we literally. It was all of it. <laughs> emptied out the change bucket. Oh, <laughs> we, we were, we were, we were, we, short, we we were, were scratching in the car under the seats the couch cushions you had to we, go the enchanted enchilada on this oh yeah, oh, yeah for sure. <laughs> that's awesome for sure and we ended up we ended up doing it and, and so we got the the deed signed over to us it was really it was really kind of cool because we had oh we had about what 1.9 acres where we were originally the original lot and this guy said well i said what about the boundary well you know where's our boundaries where, where are we going to go to and he said, go put some stakes in the ground. You figure it out. 
Oh, so you had to get your, you had to get the plot surveyed and, and mm-hmm. all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but before it got surveyed, I had to go put stakes in the ground and just to wherever <laughs> I wanted. So you had to dictate where what you were buying, basically. Yeah. Oh, but go as but small the, as possible. <laughs> but the price was not going to increase. Oh, interesting. So rather than go as small as possible, it's like, well, let's just extend this lot line over here. Sure. So I went up there with and a And that's hammer. actually kind of what they preferred, though, because they didn't right. want it in a bunch of little sections. Oh, they they want wanted, little, this they is the, the spot. This is the whole thing. Right so yeah. I, I grabbed a, a stake and a hammer, and I walked up the hill and... Found a spot toward, and, towards towards the school. Yeah, found a spot, slammed the stake in, and said, "Here we go." It's like Sweet. it's like Oklahoma land rush, you know. Sweet. And uh, called him and I said, "Hey, come check this out." So we got together again, and he says, "This isn't going to work because it's a little bit too close to this other." The, you know, they want an access point and different things. So I said, "Okay, no problem." So I literally pulled the stake out, walked three steps, put it back in. He said, "That looks good." Oh, nice. So we we end up with about three point eight. Just shy of four acres. Yeah. Or just over. How much was that? Finance-wise, it was $18,000. 18000 18000 for just under four acres. Yes. That seems like yeah, a like, pretty good deal uh, for them. That's a really good deal involved. for everybody. You yeah. can't, obviously, especially right now with, with the COVID pricing and dot, dot, dot. Sure. You can't find a piece of property around here. Well, you can't find the property, period. But if but you the did. Price, the prices are so And what inflated. year was this that we did it? Three, four years ago. So 2018? No, 17. 17. 2017? Okay. Yeah, we had already purchased this piece of land that we're sitting on now. Mm -hmm. And we were making payments on that. We ended up with this great opportunity with this. uh, You know, I I had spent, we knew we were headed in this direction. So I had spent the previous summer, and I was working on my master's. In the morning, I would take my school law class, roll through that. In the afternoon, I just worked on the house. I retiled the bathroom. I made sure the you know the deck off the master bedroom was what we wanted to put new railings on this, that, and the other. We really, made the house move in ready. No yeah. need was, for I mean, improvements. Was, yeah, yeah. It was. We had that thing. It was. It was primo. It was in perfect condition. That's awesome. We even we even kicked Junior out of the oh, house. Oh yeah, Tank didn't get to move back in. Well, that's good. From we sent him because <laughs> they stink. we sent Boys him to stink. the apartment. <laughs> we sent him to the apartment next door in, in Mom's place. You know, yeah, yeah. And said, "Here you go." That's awesome. You're living, you're living there, and we're living here. And he said, why? And your mom said, because we're going to stage this house for sale and for showings, and we can't have you here. No. <laughs> Slam. There we go. <laughs> well, I don't need all of his garbage laying around. and <laughs> Clothes. Clothes. Shoes. Body so, smells and so something that I've been bathroom th- use. And <laughs> something that I thought about uh, when you guys were in that process was I thought it was kind of cool how we went full circle because we used to live in that basement apartment. Yes. And then after you guys sold the house. When Haley was, when I was, we were pregnant with Haley. And Haley was born in 96. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, that's the doy house. I I remember. (laughs) Remember, I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, I I increased the size of that apartment by the master bedroom and a closet. Yeah. You know, dad was great. Um, he was. He said, "Whatever improvements you make, you'll just take off of rent." So we didn't just walk in there and live there, squat there for free. We were we yeah, improving. We dumped. We dumped we, a good batch of money. We put a lot of money into you know concrete driveway or parking area and awning, awning, and then all the sheetrock and carpet and you know just all the typical stuff you do for for basically a remodel. Yeah. And we were. It was really a fortunate situation to be there, and you know, back it, backing it up, it was. It was kind of sad to leave the house for sure. Yeah, because we had so many great memories there, and the house, by the way, I mean, it was it was built with so much labor and, yeah. and donations of 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 time and energy time and, and energy and money. Yeah. yeah, 
well, Uncle Lyman ran into a really nice deal on a whole bunch of lumber. And boy, I wish we had that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, L- lumber right now is extortionate. Yeah. Anyways, and Lyman said, hey, I got all this stuff. Our, our, our driveway, you remember, it looked like a lumber yard with stacks mm-hmm. of sheeting and yep, two by tens everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we, he said, let's go and do this. He came to me and says, well, let's, let's do this. And I was like, what do you mean, let's do this? I got $37. <laughs> and he said, yeah, don't care. We're going to do this. Sweet. So it was a lot of family, a lot of friends got together and said, hey, this, this, you know, I mean. I remember when, because we were living in the trailer. And right. I remember, like, that foundation that we built the house on was already there. It was already there because dad put it in there for. For his second wife. For his second wife. Yeah. We expanded the foundation by 10, 12 feet. Something like that. And uh, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a great place. People, seriously, people donated so much time. I mean, Marlon Powell painted it for nothing. Yeah. Price to paint. Stephen sheetrocked his his, uh, his little knife to to where it was white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know. It was good. It Gary, was good Gary helped lay carpet. Well, we got carpet from your Uncle Shane. Grandpa Rod helped lay all, lay all that carpet. Gary helped a little bit here there. Stephen and Jeff came in, showed me how to do tile work, and helped me the whole time mm-hmm. doing all that tile. We, uh, we traded our electrical for, uh, to pay the bill on a Pines Academy school bill. Right. Oh, really? Our, ele- mm-hmm. our, electri- yeah, the our electrician. electrician's mom needed her school bill paid, so we paid the school bill, and he came in and did all of our electrical for us. Dude. Yeah. And then, you know, Russell, Tim. Yeah. Um, You're name dropping a lot. Yeah. Just like- saying. I'm not gonna, I don't feel like I'm going <laughs> to okay. drop those names out because there are a lot of people who have those names. <laughs> no, if, if, okay, so I'll say this. If there are anybody who is listening who has had your name dropped, just call me <laughs> if you want if your name is, to get your name dropped out. If your name is Russell or Tim. <laughs> <laughs> any Russell and any Tim. Um, yeah. No, no so, well, it, was, it, was, it was the Westwood, it was the Westwood crew. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Who came in there and they, they gave their time and... And it was just go, go, go. I, I went to school for heaven's sakes. I'd go to school in the morning and I'd come back and there's walls up. I'd go to school the next day and come back. And the, it's like she know, did. Yeah, it's like <laughs> she did. It goes, and Lyme says, hey, trusses are coming on Thursday. And I said, well, I, I am, I'm in school. He says, yeah, so what? Yeah. And so, uh, fortunately, I was there to, to, to help that out. It was pretty cool, though. I mean, everything from, from uh, increasing the foundation all the way to putting shingles on the roof was just this project. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the, it was the greatest gift I've ever received. That's so period. rad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing that you can like gift a home. So we get to the we get to this point where we're going to sell this. We're looking forward to selling this property. Yeah, you want to talk about staging the house? Oh, are we going to go that detailed? I mean, oh. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. No, I it was just I just I think this, in. I think this process of whole like the whole thing about how the fact that you guys were able to get that happening. Okay, so is so interesting. Dad to went me. through the whole build of the house and how much that. The house itself, getting where it's at, but the selling part of it, we get our property, it's in our name. We, within a month of after getting our title and the deed to the property, we list it on the market. Yeah. And this was in October. I think it was in October. Then we get our realtor, mm-hmm. Trevor, in, and um, because it's Pinesdale, there is a huge um, stigma. 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit, mm-hmm. and we can sell it to anybody we want, literally. Well, I mean, it if it's on matter, the market, right? it's on the market. Yeah, and so Trevor said, he says, you know, this is not going to be an easy sell, which is one of the reasons why we kicked Tank out of the house and said you can't live here anymore. Because <laughs> You're maximizing because your opportunity. We, because what That's we're right. doing is we, so we downsized everything in the house. We got rid of all of the clutter. We literally lived minimally mm-hmm. in there, and we, I mean, got this big table out of there, put a little table in there. We needed the house to be in primo condition. Yeah. And so we stayed. Well, and your it. sister came in and took a, you know, some billion photos. Uh, well, just beautiful pictures and, and with her eye to detail. Mm-hmm. So those were posted on real estate websites. So staging the house was, was really important. It was yeah. a really, it was a really important thing to do because of the fact that we were in such a, you know, rare situation, not typical real estate. So that, so the, the pictures went up, the listing went up and we sh- were showing it. And this is before we pulled it off the market. Now we didn't add your dad's cabin to the first listing. I was gonna because yeah. I was really attached yeah. to that. I'm attached to that cabin still. I know. Every time I'm I drive sorry. past, it, I'm just like, oh, that used to be my room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we got it listed and showed it quite a bit in that first little bit, and then, yeah. but then it got into be you know wintertime, and we were pushing, we were pushing you know towards wintertime. Towards so, wintertime, so, so we pulled, pulled it off the market. Pulled off the market. We'll try to get in the spring. Yeah. And we did, and we put, and that's when Tank came home from school. I don't know why he came home. Okay. He had a break. He had a break or something. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We don't. So Anyways, I think it's so I think it's really interesting that there is this, you know, you had to really emphasize and really go salesman with the house mm-hmm. in order to just sell it in Pinesdale because of the stigma. Yeah. I think that's an interesting idea because yeah. like any other house, like if you guys decided to sell this house, it, I don't, I mean, it just didn't seem, it wouldn't be like that again. No, I don't it think. wouldn't be like yeah. that again. Uh-uh. That you'd be, you'd be buying a house from former Pineys <laughs> instead yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let me let me insert right here. We are we're two and a half miles down the road. Yeah. Two and a half miles, and it feels like we might be about two thousand. Yeah. You might as well. You might be as well living in Nairobi, comparatively speaking. I know because it's just a, it's a different. You know, we have a different setup. Mom still works at the same place. I still teach at the same school. You yeah. Know, down down in Hamilton, and but we don't have the contact you know, on a daily basis with all the the good people who were there. Yeah. So we don't know what's going on. So we are two and a half miles away. We are literally out of the completely loop. Completely out of the completely loop. Completely. If we, we just don't know what's going on. Yeah. So occasionally it's a, it's worth a, you know, a visit with, with one of your uncles to say, Hey, Hey, how's it what's going? going on? What's going on up there? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so anyways, do you, do you yes. I have a question before, before we move on. How do you guys feel about being on the outs of that now? Like out of well, the loop because we you guys were so in it, so hardcore, but now you're no, not. So we it, were like, out. We well, when we left, there it, needs to be a preface with that though. We, sure, we were we were we were so on the inside of the activities. Yeah, and the organization, the, the and youth the, groups, the organization. We were not on the ins 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 with any sort of financial stuff, any sure. sort of property dealings, anything like that. We were, I consider we were we were worker bees. Sure. Which is, you know, no skin off my nose. But how do I feel about it now? My my garden of apathy is growing well. The dog's here. Hi, Kimber. Hi, Kimber. <laughs> Go check out your dish. Go. Over there. Go get something to eat. Breakfast. Go get it. Anyway. Um, so, I don't, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the fact that I don't know anything because it's, it's something I just, I don't choose to have part of my life. Mm-hmm. 
And even though, like I mentioned before, the good people there, oh, heck yeah. I, I, but there's I a little, bit of, a, there's a little bit of a bummer deal that we don't know what's going on. I mean, like, like a community member died. You yeah, know? right. And we find Hey, it. I need you guys to be quiet. <laughs> Anyways, we, we found out that a community member died, but we didn't know about it till a week or so later when it, we saw his obituary a few days after it had been posted in the... Oh, really? The, like the day of the funeral, we find out that he died. And it was like, oh my gosh, we would have known about this within moments of it happening. Yeah, we? those text chains go fast. Yeah. Oh, oh but, but then too... As, we, as, as Trevor says, you know, the, the two fastest forms of communication on earth are television and telepiny. Yeah, tele- <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Television and telepiny. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So you guys don't feel as though like, oh man, like this kind of sucks. Like our social circle is not there anymore. No, because whatever. our social circle got obliterated back in 2004 and then we tried to rebuild it and then it worked and we had those core people that were. Wait, what happened in 2004 besides when Katrina? The whole, the whole leave in the group. Well, we've already talked. We've, we've already, already talked, talked about oh, this. Oh, okay, okay. You know, yeah. of, was that in 2004? Mm-hmm. Holy. I was 2004. Dad was 2006, seven-ish. Something like and, that. Yeah. Okay. And so that, it broke down then. And so from that point on, it was just trying to rebuild relationships. And from 2004, 2007, you're still living in Pinesdale yeah. from 2007 until 2017. Yeah. But then when the great, what did you call it? Apostasy. Apostasy of 2015 or whatever that right. was. That's when other people now became our best friends because now they were where we were. Mm-hmm. And so then. So they, they, at the beginning of all of that stuff, it was like, yeah, screw, you know, Kelly and Jake. They're gone. But then they realized and came to the same conclusions you guys did. And you're like, oh, actually, well, and we're that best was friends after, now. And that was after Brady came up with Rosie yeah. and Polly to our house. Dad wasn't even there for that little thing. And it, after that happened... Then we started becoming more uh, approachable. Yeah. Hey, Brady, can we use your name? Of course. All right, cool. Anyway. (laughs) Just asking for legal purposes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, and so after that, then then we started getting back into more of the the in on Mm -hmm. things. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah, so. And then now, and then you, uh, you were able to you know, find a buyer. Well, okay, go oh, yeah, yeah. Back, back to the property sale. It was, uh, it was kind of a whirlwind because if Trevor put it back on, put it back on the market through his resources, everything like that. It was still completely staged and beautiful. We added everything. the cabin and that was a we, huge, we put the cabin on there and then it's right. I mean, we put it back on the market and it's, and then it snowed 37 inches. <laughs> we had 37 Not inches. Not in the in, spring. It didn't. Yes, we, it did. We had oh. it back on the market. It was the beginning of March. Oh, that's right. And You're I right. shoveled right. a lot of snow. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the front yard, it was one of those unusual springtime snowstorms came through, just dumped Just snow dumped everything, oh, yeah. yeah. Across the whole valley. I mean, mm-hmm. it was digging people out of the ditch kind of snow. Yeah, I was in China during that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, were, yeah you were overseas, and, and, and that was one of the first showings we had. And the second time around was in the big snow. Yeah. Because I had shoveled paths so people could walk around the house. <laughs> But that didn't last too long, and then we started showing it four times a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Trevor was there constantly with other real estate agents. So Trevor, it's it's really nice to have a son-in-law who is a realtor. It Very is. Nice. It yeah, is. It's, it's really nice. Well, and the, what <laughs> was convenient. nice about it too is the fact that he 
been in that house so much and he knew the house and he knew the property and yeah. he knew the ins outs of it and well he yeah. Knew, yeah we talked about what the house was actually made from you know and it has foam insulation and yeah and you know you know different everything from the shingles all the way down so he had an idea to tell potential buyers yeah what this house actually had on his bones rather than just the cosmetics yeah for sure so but we had several times where somebody would come and look at it and we, we weren't there, obviously, as sellers, but the real estate agents would have their banter back and forth, and they yeah. would come down to, oh, and, you know, somebody would be really interested in it. They want to come see it, uh, you know, everything. And then they'd be like, oh, and here's the address that's in Pinesdale. And yeah. And then that showing would not happen. Because some people like, oh, But there was a few okay. showings that happened because they were curious. Oh, yes. Because they just wanted to go to Pinesdale. Yeah. Just they're just interested in like oh what would a house be here you know a house in that city look like and and interact and yeah that's that's really interesting so yeah then it came down to um, a family from a family from that's so loud <laughs> dude take her outside and go play I'm sorry she just started playing she, I know so take her outside and go play with her yeah oh see look she's so happy so excited. There Perfect. When well, Brady go. does his podcast, we'll just all leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll take a jaunt. Anyway. So there's a family, according to, according to the information we received, there's a family from, from down in Darby who was looking in Hamilton. They wanted to move closer, you know, north in the valley here. And this one popped up. They talked to the real estate agent, and the real estate agent said, yeah, it's up in Pinesdale. And he said, sweet, let's go look at it. This is really cool. So they, are, they were really thinking about buying a place in Hamilton. Came up and looked at this one, and the, the, the wife said, this is it. We got, this is what we want right here. There you go. Off the beaten path enough. Um, you know, there's lots of room around you. You're not in, a, in a, like a subdivision style. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things he said, um, he said, does the cabin come with it? Trevor said, yes, it does. Do the chickens come with it? Yep. Do the we chickens. said, sure, if you want the chickens. You could have the chickens. You didn't put the, the chickens listed on Zillow for no. some reason? No. Nothing about Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Uh, man, that's a, um, I should get them on the podcast. That would be cool. That would be great. That's a good idea. Actually, they. I think they would. They, I know he would like that. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that would be a. Yeah, yeah he's a good communicator. Yeah. <laughs> and so now you're out. So these guys, these guys were these guys were like all of a sudden you know hyper interested. Yeah. I was over in Dillon for for a week or a week and a half of work with you know summertime building a house over there, and get on the phone with, with your mother, and she said, um, yeah, hey, by the way, when you come home tomorrow night, we're moving out. Oh, oh, yeah, because that was, yeah, that was, the buy sale went through, everything went great, they decided to buy it. Then um, there was some miscommunication, as a lot of times there are in real estate dealings and stuff, you got to make sure everybody's on top of things, and it was fine. But we um, thought we were moving out at the end of August, but instead... We had to be out by like the 23rd of July or the 22nd of July and we weren't ready to move out. And so, so that's you just, when you I just called dad and I'm like, pack up, get the hell out. Yeah. And some friends and everybody came over and helped us literally well, haul is, everything you, across again, the lawn. You, yeah. You were overseas and July 7th was the accident that mm-hmm. they claimed July, yeah, July 7th. They claimed the life of that boy and so our good friends. I mean our our life was just in some level of turmoil. Yeah. Personally yeah. with the house, the property, 
everything that we, you know, we're looking forward to this, and then we get this bombshell. Well, yeah, with the accident with, and everything, yeah. With, the, with this young man's life being taken. And so that was a level of crazy. So yeah. for two weeks, we were hyper-focused on with the family. And making sure, taking them. care of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And then we get the phone call, just as families going back to normal, you know, well. Some our, semblance of normal. Our family, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff, and everybody starts getting back to routine. That's when I get the call. Dad goes to Dylan to work with the boys, and we have to move. And we're also going to Oregon for a family reunion. And So there's just a lot going on. There's so much going on. So Dad yeah. put up the two wall tents and... Just shoved all your... We pro- <laughs> all your shoved all of our crap some, in we there. Had friends, and we had friends come over, and it was literally just carrying stuff... Across the lawn. Across, across the, the lawn. Across the lawn away over there and stack it in the tent. We'll figure it out later. 67 and a half yards away. And we <laughs> moved in with Tank. <laughs> and we moved in with Tank, and he was not very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, I mean, what I referenced earlier is like, we used to live in that little basement apartment at the beginning. Mm-hmm. At least, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of my childhood memories are taking place in that spot. And then now that you guys are like moving out of Pinesdale and everything like that was also like a stopping point right. before you actually got out. Yes. I thought that's yep. kind of like a cool, like fun circle, like full circle kind of idea. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. and living, living there was, um, yeah, be careful, dude. Um, <laughs> making the creaky door sound so much louder than it needs to be. <laughs> well, living, living there with, with dad living upstairs, going through his, his final days. Cause we know. didn't know grandpa was head cancer when we moved in. Nobody right. knew. Right. He, he didn't even know. No, right. nobody. Yeah, nobody yeah. knew about that. He was still running two miles a day on the treadmill. Uh-huh. He was, and then the the diagnosis came down, and it was, he was less than ninety days from, yeah. from diagnosis to passing. But being that close was a was a real benefit, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we caught some of the crap that goes around big family trouble, but also we received some of the benefits yeah. that came from it. So that being said, we we were able to to get that done, and then. And this house already was, was in process, and here comes here comes the the, the miracle of COVID. The miracle. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to describe it, maybe. <laughs> because I was, well, we got we we all got kicked out of school. Yeah. Okay, all the schools closed, everything like that. You know, business was shut down, the whole nine yards, and so I was online. Yeah. I was online teaching, and I I've never worked so hard in my life. Yeah. I was making phone calls and text messages and emails. Like crazy, tracking down the kids I needed to find. You know, the kids who were doing great, I would touch bases with them, ask them if they needed any help, but mostly they were just flying. They were doing great. Yeah. But there was a few kids. I mean, I made enough phone calls to where I, I would hit the button and Mama Sita would answer on the other end, the mother of this, of this child or whatever. Yeah. And it was, hello, Mr. Jessup. <laughs> we, were, we were on an uh, instant Pretty knowledge basis of... Yeah. And school ended up going seven days a week instead of just five oh, yeah. days a week. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really tough. But the, but the plus side is I'd go crazy in the morning all the way till about 2 p.m. And then I know the kids are done. Yeah. They're not going to be doing it anymore. So I would put on the tool belt right here and go to work. Sweet. Yeah, and it's still in process. Yeah, we've still, still got yeah. some fine-tuned things to do. So how much longer do you have until this is 100%? Next spring. It's 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> on the house next spring. The property... Till we die. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, have awesome. a lo- we have a lot of work to do. That's awesome. The interior. Inter- the good news is it's all, you know, we need to paint the exterior. Still. Yeah. But yeah. There's, some, there's some stone work to do outside. But through the wintertime, we can work inside. Yeah. Do our thing. Yeah. It's going to turn out pretty cool. It's a nice, it's it's so, nice It's such an amazing spot. 
and the property's amazing and, and all yeah. that. I'm so proud of you guys. Like for real, like it's so cool. I, I think about that from time to time. I'm like, dude, mom and dad are able to get the fuck out of Pinesdale. <laughs> Squeaky clean. <laughs> they didn't have to become like a heroin addict to get booted out. They didn't have to like, they didn't have to have sex before marriage, you know, to get kicked out of their parents' places. Dang. You know what I mean? That would have been fun. <laughs> like We were such good kids. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. And that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, no, and we were the first ones to leave Pinesdale, too. So now, do you yeah. think that there's going to, I mean, obviously there are people in, still in talks of, like, getting their own houses and their own properties built, like, bought yes. up and everything and moving out. But you guys were the first. Mm-hmm. We, we were the trendsetters. We were, we were the pioneers. The, the pioneers. Yeah, there the pioneers. <laughs> and now with, with, with all the people moving in from out of state, a lot of people from Washington, California, Colorado, are moving, moving here to Montana. With, with the, Things a lot Yellowstone. No, but I guess they're Yellowstone just bailed now. too. I think they're they just bailed. They, they just left. They're not filming yeah. the Bitter Valley anymore. Are, no, they're still doing some stuff. Here. Yeah, but their main operation moved, and we don't care. Oh, well, rumors. Good. It's all rumors. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, take, take that. <laughs> I guess our taxes are too high or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. So, from what we understand, there was another home that was sold in Pinesdale. Somebody oh. from Spokane. Sight unseen. They had never visited. They just saw beautiful pictures, everything like that, and they said, "Done, we'll take it for the tune of you know eight hundred fifty grand because it's be- I mean, beautiful. It's a house. beautiful home up there. Oh, nice! Yeah. But if you look out the back door, you see the water the treatment box. plant, <laughs> nice water filtration plant, not like a sewer treatment plant, but yeah. water filtration plant. If you look out the other side, you see you know the the old fashioned double wide with the sagging deck. There yeah, we go. The fences but do a lot. Fences, yeah. Fences, yeah. We need to build more walls as a society. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about, and, we, and each in your own respective episodes individually, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think that your guys' relationship is so fucking rare. The fact that you guys are able to be this amazing is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, it's, it sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I want to know, like, I want to hear stories from when you guys were, like, because you guys, like, knew that you were going to be together from your first date, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> who, who wants to tell the story of when we first met? You or me? I want, I want you to tell it, Mom. Okay, then I'll tell the real one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. So when did you guys meet? Okay, so it, Grandpa Rod brought, I don't know which brothers were with me on that trip. I don't know if either of these two were with me or not. But we came to Montana and we met um, some friends our age and everything. And um, this one gal, she and I wanted to play volleyball. All right. Okay. So we go. Volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> it's nice that you have a heckler. <laughs> oh, I got more. <laughs> Dude. Can we, can we play volleyball sometime, Mom? That'd be so fun. I am horrible at volleyball. Well, I don't even fun. care about volleyball. But this was the thing you did, you know? I'm 15. You're with your, you're with your gal pals, and yeah, you want to go and play. I, yeah, and, we're, yeah. and I'm new to the community, and let's get the girls together, and let's play volleyball. So it's like, all right, so what do we have to do? Well, we have to go ask Brother D if we can get into the gym. Yeah, because okay? he had the keys to the kingdom. He holds the keys. Yes. All of them. He holds all the, the 75 all keys. The power, all the power. All the power in Pinesdale is wrapped up in those keys in that gym <laughs> is what it truly, truly came down to. Yeah. So she and I go over to Dee's house, Grandpa's house, and um, 
get permission. And yeah. he's like, yeah, and you tell those boys to just get out of the gym. They've been there long enough. Oh, so in, insert, we had already been in the gym on, on that afternoon enough. playing basketball. Okay, so, so dad, you and your friends were playing basketball in the gym. Right. And you just wanted to just play volleyball. And so grandpa was like, get my sons out of there. Yeah. Tell them <laughs> right. they're done. Tell them it's time <laughs> for them to be done. And Dinner's ready. Get out of the, <laughs> get out of the gym. Whatever. <laughs> So we, we go, would have probably taken a lot more seriously if mom would have said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go over to the school and she has got the power and the reputation to go in and tell the boys what? Not me. I'm just the little, you know. To, by, by the way, to tell her brothers to get out. <laughs> yes, her brothers were with your dad. And so. Um, oh, that's so funny. He probably ought to. Well, anyways. Okay. So anyway, so we go in there and she tells them all to leave and they need to get out. And yeah. of course they're not going to get out. No. So yeah. then not just, you said you were going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so you just wait. <laughs> anyways. So then. I can't insert. There's no, one thing here. No. Because all we want to do is finish the game. No, you, that didn't come up yet. Oh. So you guys <laughs> said, well, where are the standards? And we're like, we got to go get the standards. So we leave the gym. And, of course, they're playing smart. And we go out to get the standards okay, that are the out way, in the field. Just a minute. <laughs> they wanted us to stop our game, get out of the gym, so they could go, go get, get this, the ball. Yeah. Why, why have an empty gym? Yeah. That's, a, that, that, that's, yeah. A, that's apostasy in itself. <laughs> so dumb. So anyways. That's like the 14th so, article of faith. So we believe in having a full gym. So we're having a dispute with these boys. And... That's when we agreed for, to let you guys finish out your game. And we go out there and we get it. We get the standards and we roll them in. And we go to get into the room where the net is supposed to be. And the net wasn't there, unfortunately. And so we leave to go get the net. And they're supposed to be finishing up their game. So instead, what these little jack wagons do <laughs> is they take it's a long game. the standards... <laughs> completely out of the school again. Where did you take okay, them to? The standards were out on the outdoor basketball courts. Okay. Right? And they take them out down they to came, they the came baseball in. fields. They brought them in and there's this conflict. Brother-sister conflict. Not my, not my sister. Yeah. Brother-sister conflict's like, no, we're going to finish this. And they said, well, we, we're like, well, where's your net? You need a net for volleyball. That imaginary net thing doesn't work very well. So these two are going at it. Yeah. And they're, now there's this huge power struggle and whatever. And so, yeah, so we leave to go get the net and we come back. And so we those took the standards all the way out to the baseball field. All the way out. <laughs> a quarter of a mile away. They were the biggest jerks in the whole wide world. Because <laughs> you wanted to maximize your gym time. Yeah. 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 So finally. There was, there was at least one person who helped them get them back in though. Yeah. That was me. That was you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aw, what a romantic sweetheart. No. That's me. <laughs> no. No. Anyways, and so they finally leave, and I remember, and I never said it to anybody. No, I, I, I remember thinking, because I'm 15, you sure. know, and yeah. we're new in the group, and I'm like, ooh, I can marry anybody I want to, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And I remember saying, I will never, ever marry any of those boys, especially that one. And you pointed at dad? And I pointed at dad. Because he was not nice. I hated him. You jerk. I thought I was the nicest one out of the group. Out of that whole group of jack wagons. You weren't. <laughs> Who was the nicest one? 
Say the name. Say the name. I'll drop it out. It's fine. Don't you say Neil. Don't you say Paul. I know those guys. It was actually Joe. I liked Joe out of the out of the group. Joe was my favorite. He's lying. Yeah. Joe was my favorite. Okay, gotcha. I don't think Joe's going to care that I said his name three times. <laughs> okay, I won't draw. You text him and ask. Take that, Joe. <laughs> he, he's got his own. So you had, this, you had this altercation between volleyball and basketball and, and jack wagons and everything else. And then, so that was the first time you guys met. That was the first time I met Dad. Do you want to know yeah. what I was thinking? You have a skewed idea of so, what went on oh, hold that on. day. So you were 15. And so you were 17. No, 16. 16. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's no, right. We were both, we're no, we were both 15. Yeah, we're both the this same was, age. This was oh, summertime. Okay. okay, gotcha. So, yeah. yeah so, All right. No, we were both 15 at the time. Okay, so you're both 15. Okay, so now what's your side of the story? <laughs> oh, I inserted enough there. That's fine. No, <laughs> okay. he just thought it was a bunch of snotty girls coming in, getting whatever they want, and well, they're just going to do their thing. It was illogical. <laughs> it, was, it was completely illogical. It didn't line to, up. To... To leave the gym when they're not ready to have their volleyball game. I see, I see, I see the logic. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, go get your net and I'll help you set it up. But don't be all sassy about it. No, we actually rolled those bastards oh, yeah. out onto the middle of the floor. and During they, the game. Well, they were supposed to be out. During the games, they wanted to the one with like with the with the concrete yeah, wheel. Yeah, you have to thing. roll it, you know. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. go and we set it up, and then we walk off the court to get the second one. And they go over there while we're walking across the gym, and they pick it up and they roll it back while we're trying to set up. Okay, <laughs> they were not nice. They were assholes. They, they, okay, <laughs> just a moment, please. <laughs> Setting up the standards to hold the net that has we, not been procured okay, at this point. But we didn't know we didn't have it at that moment. Don't hit him, Mom. We didn't know we didn't have the net yet. <laughs> we didn't know until because we put it out there, and then you go into the room where it's supposed to be, but we couldn't get them to be at the on the floor at the same time because every time we put one down, we'd go get the other, so, and, and they it would, would get removed. So you're just playing switch. Playing the whole switch, time. so we couldn't even. That's when the two started getting. Feisty spice. with each yeah, other. A, a little brother-sister battle went on. Anyways, um, yeah. your dad's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, we just wanted to finish the game. The game was like 18 to 16, and they said, well, how much longer do you have? And we said, not long. It's four to two. <laughs> <laughs> that score constantly changed to the lower number oh, every yeah. single time we came back we, in that. We started playing golf. We're going down and yeah. score a little bit. So. <laughs> Instead of up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. Okay. So that's Your what dad you guys and I first hey, met each hey, other. But fast forward, though. You would come over from, from Washington or from Utah by this time, and you'd go to school back in the days when you could actually take a guest to school. Yeah. And she showed up in school. You know, in, in, in Corvallis. School. Now, this is a good, yeah, good yeah. solid year or so later. Yeah, I, when I, did, I don't know this story of you going down to Corvallis as a oh, guest. Oh, no. Oh, so I, I actually did that a few times. Yeah. So and you just like go to class this with was a friend after, and stuff? Now, yeah. keep in mind, when I met dad the first time, we still lived in Washington. Okay. Okay. And I was crushing on somebody else in Pinesdale and all that kind of stuff. <sighs> so then, then we moved to Utah. Yeah. And a year later or so. And I hadn't seen your dad in a long time. Right. And so I really didn't, kind of didn't even really remember him. Okay. I'm forgettable. That's okay. Yeah. I am too. Mm-hmm. And then, so the, that was the thing. You go, you hang out. So if I'm here on a Friday, then yeah, you go down and hang out at school. So I went to school with the girls and dad and 
just hung out for the day, which was really kind of stupid because who wants to go hang out at school all day in somebody else's class? It was the 80s. It was, it was fun. Yeah. But that's what we did. Nice. Yeah. So we basically just became friends, struck up a bit of a friendship yeah. through school and, and, you know, being goofy and, and silly as a, as a teenage boy can be. Oh, and, and they were so other. much fun. And then we'd see each other at dances and whatever like that. And then, you know, we just really enjoyed each other's company. Yeah. And became good friends. Nice. And then after high school, I moved to Utah to go to work. And um, was actually roomies with, with old Uncle Brady there at the old Beth house. And Brady tried setting us up. I, I want to hear. Good job, Brady. <laughs> no, Brady's in the other room now. I want to hear stories from the Beth house. That'd be fun. Well, that oh, would... dude, the board to beer and balls. <laughs> <laughs> farts and jars <laughs> farts and jars canning farts farts uh mirror balls there was all kinds of dicka dicka balls the dicka dicka balls yeah we'll, we'll get to that okay at no. some point yeah that'll happen <laughs> so you guys become fa- friends just no, through we, we became we became really good friends best and friends as in, yeah as in best friends i, I no he want. told me about his girl drama i didn't want to be i didn't I, you know she was she was um she was my guy friend that wasn't a guy Okay, so okay, so we're, your friend, no, your we're your just, guy friend that wasn't a guy. Oh yeah, she was, she was just, a, I would say, amazing in the fact that we can talk about anything, and you know, it's one of those things where you just hang out. And, it was and easy. Was, yeah, it was really easy, and so we'd say, "Hey, we're just friends," and say everybody started. All of our other friends started teasing us about being just friends because oh, they yeah. they saw something developing that we were maybe trying to close our eyes to or something like that. Were you guys in denial about how much you liked each other? Probably. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know that I was kinda, in denial uh, of it. Honestly, he's forgettable. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks. no, thanks, I didn't babe. mean it Appreciate like that. It. <laughs> what I meant it like was, you may have tried to deny it. I didn't need to deny it. Oh well. Yeah, I had the hots for another girl, and um, and you'd tell mom about it. Just oh, like I d- no, I knew all oh, about it. Oh, yeah. she, I, I would. I actually had a, a very a highly trusted high school teacher, chemistry teacher, and I was her TA. Okay. And it was a kind of teacher where you could sit there and you, you know, I would correct papers for her. I would do all this kind of stuff like that. And then you just talk about, you know, life. And What's going like on? And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I. Uh, Graduation. <laughs> I told her. She's like, well, what's going on? And, and she had, she had met, she had met uh, your mother mm-hmm. through, through this high school thing. And she said, well, yeah. who's that? And, and whatever, you know, that kind of business. And no, pretty soon it was. Um, it was graduation. You introduced me to her as dilemma number two. That's what I'm getting to. Oh, okay. Sorry, insert. <laughs> yeah, Bob. So I had, I had these, I, 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 I said, well, I have this, this dilemma. Actually, I have two dilemmas. Yeah. And she's like, well, what's going on? So I, so I told her about the first dilemma, which was this girl I had liked for a couple of years and, and funny and sweet and, and you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. And I yeah. said, but then I have another dilemma. And basically it was this, you know, seesaw between these two girls. You were having, you're already having feelings for mom. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I just didn't, I just didn't want to admit it for some reason. Oh. Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then I introduced you to to uh, to Miss Ray and the whole nine yards. But then anyway, we moved to Utah. Here we are, friends, friends, friends. And then we were on the phone one night, and I would call I would call your mom and talk about this other girl. Yeah. And I, I didn't feel like I was being treated very well by by her. So so we were discussing that back and forth, and and I was doing the teenage boy thing and the relationship thing, where it's like, well, I'm just going to pout, and you're going to make me feel better by oh, being I, so I, interested I, 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 in that me. That doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah, 
I already knew that. <laughs> she says, what's wrong? You know, what's wrong? And, and, and this is the good old days of, of the landline. And so. I'm trying to get as far away from mom and dad as possible so I can have this private conversation with Jake. And so I am literally... And I have the old springy cord stretched all the way out into mine and Brady's bedroom. So the, the living and room... And I'm trying to get to the bottom of the stairs the living room with the stringy can, cord. Yeah. So That's awesome. Not, not hear what's going on. And she said, what's going on? What's going on? And she said, do you... Do you like somebody else? That's what you asked, Dad? Mm-hmm. She asked okay. me, yeah, do you like somebody else? And I said, well, yeah. And it, it went on for, for a few And hours. I am just like bantering because oh, he's goodness. just like, oh, feel sorry for me. Oh, yeah, I'm like, well, do totally you like somebody else or not? Because if you do, then just spit it out. I mean, for she heaven's said, sakes, what's your problem? Oh, yeah. She was just, <laughs> I was, she was just so irritated with him. She was just hacking away on me, and I, was, and I was doing my best to play that game. And finally, it, it, it got to the point where she said, well, what, what if you just tell me? And I said, well, what if it's you? And she dropped the phone. <laughs> yeah. You dropped the phone? I did. I was shocked. I, I I, I, the phone goes clang, clang, clang. And I thought, I'm screwed. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's I, so I didn't cute. expect Dad to say it was me. That's so cute. Oh, so cute. I was kind of cute. in shock. That's good work. God, you guys are disgusting. Cute. Yep. <laughs> They're so cute. No, and our, and our friendship has, has lasted <laughs> since way back then and until yeah. now for sure. So. Yeah. so you introduced Mom as dilemma number two. Yeah, she's dilemma number two. Dilemma number one. Went the way of, of, of dilemmas and yeah, and we're still really good oh, friends. Oh yeah, she's a sweetie. Yeah, we're yeah. still really good friends, stuff like that. But I ended up with uh, with quite the woman here. Yeah, and, you know, our, the friendship just went from there. We we started dating officially in October. That was August. The phone conversation was in August, and we went on our first date in October. I it was told Paul's Grandpa, birthday. yeah, that Dad was going to come talk to him and that he wasn't going to tell him no. Okay, yeah. Because you have you have to do that whole insert here. The hottest commodity in the AUB. I was gonna say that. So because you talked about that on your episode initially about how like when you were coming into the group, like it was the first time that because there was individuals that would come in and pop in, but then you were the first like family. Well, we were like the first family in a long time to come in with a whole bunch of eligible people. So it wasn't just me. It was me and it was Brady and it was Chad. I don't think Jared considered himself eligible well yeah because <laughs> like, you were 11 no, like, not, <laughs> I don't know you weren't 11 how old were you 13 13 okay yeah. yeah so Jared wasn't quite of dating age yet but sure. Brady and and I were and but Chad had a girlfriend so okay. Chad was kind of off limits ish but he wasn't because it's polygamy so yeah sure so yeah okay. so according to dad he thinks that I was a hot commodity are you kidding me well dude they, you they had were, no you had a bunch of old dudes try to yeah, get you old dudes. the parking lot Who of the AUB building was strewn with the bodies of men shooting themselves yeah. just to have a look at you oh shut <laughs> up <laughs> he is so fun crap <laughs> that's awesome wait not the men the women there you go the sister wives <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. No, there were there were there were plenty of opportunities for your mother. To <laughs> the level be, of disgust uh, on your face is just so funny, Mom. That's <laughs> so funny. So there were ample opportunities for your mother to become a second, third, fourth, or whatever. Yeah. And, and I you got, settled for Dad. It settled settled for me. I tell you what, you only get it just pisses you off when you see some guy send his pretty little first wife over to recruit. Oh, dude! Like, dude, back off! I mean, we for <laughs> sex, we were dating, and these guys are just hovering and and i i hated it oh it just was god that just sounds so stifling oh it was kind of in, a, in the grossest way it truly oh god but we talked on our first date we talked about going on our honeymoon to alaska 
Wow. Which we finally got our Alaska trip yeah. done. And you guys just barely did that. Yes. 31 yeah. years later. 30 years later. <laughs> 30 years later, we took a trip to Alaska. Okay, so your, what was your first date? We you guys went, went up to, to Bridal Veil vale Falls, we, right? We double dated with Brady. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were with Brady. We, we got there. But Brady was too stingy to go to the top with us. Oh, yeah, he's too cheap. Did you hear he that? He didn't, want to, he didn't want to spend the money, the, you know, the six and a half dollars to go up there with his, with his girlfriend. So we went up there, and we were up there for three hours. And Brady was so <laughs> butthurt because we finally get down, and he's just like, where have you guys been? You know? <laughs> and I was but like, we we're on a there, date. We went up there and just sat on the couch up there and, and enjoyed the view and just talked. So, just it, so this is at Provo Canyon, mm-hmm. right? And That's it's right. Bridal Veil Falls, and they used to have a tram that go from the bottom to the top. Yeah. Right. right. And at the top, they just had like a little, little observation lodge. deck. No, kind of no a little cabin, like, like a little a lodge. lodge. Oh, really? You okay. can go. So we went and hiked around a little bit and everything, and then yeah. we went back in, and we sat down next to the fire and... And stayed for a long time. That's awesome. And we planned our entire life mm-hmm. and where we were going to go on our honeymoon. And Didn't we say we were going to have six kids? Something like that. Whoa. Six. Well, you guys get, you got to get that surgery reversed because now we got to know. Six, not sex kids. No. <laughs> you have two more to get. No. We tried. They didn't come about, so we're good. Anyways, so yeah, so we stayed up there and we planned the, our whole life out on our first date. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And then we came down and drove away. And you know how many first dates I've had that I had no intention of marrying anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many. Yeah. So yeah. yeah it, but I a, mean, it just worked for us. It's, we just, it's yeah. very, it's fairy taleish. Yeah. Yeah. Your sister Haley calls it a unicorn relationship. She says yeah. they're they're mythical. Yeah. But not to say that Dad and I haven't had our struggles. Well, of course, because you know. every marriage does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we got through them, and you know. Mostly because I'm an idiot. Well, struggles. That's good. But communication and oh yeah, stick-to-itiveness. Stick-to-itiveness. Right, and, and give and take and overcome obstacles together. That's the the number one thing. You know, rather than throw up your hands in disgust and walk away, it's like no, we're, we we got to. This is worth hanging on to every bit. So I have a question: When you guys were in the the logistical activities part of the AUB? What was your favorite part of, like, during that time of your life? Like, what was the, your favorite part of it? Being in the group? Uh, it, yeah, it could be part of, you know, being in the group or whatever. I'm just curious. Because, like, I mean, I know that you guys were, like, fully in and hook, line, sinker, ready to go with more wives and all that stuff um, a little bit. And I'm just curious, like, what that was like for you guys at that time. Well, because we were so task-oriented and community-driven, I think, I really enjoyed being in the youth. I think you really enjoyed the scouting part, but I don't know. We worked, yeah, we worked with the youth extensively in various things. <clears throat> the scouting program was fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, some of my favorite memories. But I would say, I think I'd have to say that my favorite, the highlight of that would be the collective effort towards a goal of some yeah. kind. Yeah. Even though, you know, eventually our goals, the goals kind of splintered and went different ways. The sense of community. It's yeah, huge. Yeah. It was like, hey, we, you know, for instance, like our house being built. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's People true. showed up just because they wanted to help. Yeah. Um, other, other things where you're putting a water line in for the neighbors or for the community itself. It's like, hey, get that excavator out there and it's going to do the big work. And then we have a bunch of small work. And so 50 people would show up with shovels. Yeah. And when it was all time, then they would drive around and say, hey, dinner, dinner's down at the school. Go down and have dinner. Yeah. Community and dinners, I had not. No, like no, I'm not no. talking about that. I'm, just, I'm talking about the, the togetherness aspect of, oh. of uh, you know, kind of a 
I don't know what the right word is, almost a, a pioneer mentality of many hands makes light work. And if somebody sure. needs help, and this, uh, this is how I was raised, and I kind of blame, blame your grandfather for it yeah. to some extent because it sometimes pisses me off. <laughs> when, <laughs> when somebody needs help, you help them. Yeah. And you don't expect anything in return. Yeah. And that is so opposite now that I've, that I've uh, you know, moved, moved on, so to speak. People don't do things for nothing. Anymore, yeah. In fact, I have friends. I have uh, a good friend at, at school. She needed me to build some shelves in her garage. I said, well, okay, I'll bring a saw and a, and a, a screw gun and get some, some shelves. Yeah, do it. She says, okay, just let me know how much you're going to charge me. And I said, okay, I already know. Zero. Yeah. And she says, no, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, no, you wait a minute. I said, for heaven's sake, you're my friend. Why would I charge you? Yeah. And, and she actually was, had to kind of wrap her head around that, that I was absolutely not going to take any form of payment. Yeah. At all. Give me some lemonade. Oh, yeah. You, you, yeah, give me an iced tea, and I'm as happy as can be. Yeah. And she, she found that to be very unusual. Yeah. Uh, and I said, hey, you, you have to understand, this is how I like to operate. Yeah. And it's no other reason that it makes me feel good. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's left over from, from growing up, because we did that constantly. Yeah. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I, I, I missed the... The, the rock rolling championships where the guys ended up in court. And, uh, and it's a dang good thing he did. He because, was because serving I, other people. I hiked up to Sheepman Lakes carrying a shovel to do some work on the dam. Yeah. With a bunch of other little schmucks and a couple of dads. Because okay. you guys almost killed people by rolling No, rocks. no, 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 no. Dad's Not best you friends. See, I was working. Oh, okay. I was working. Those guys were playing, and they played themselves into a court case. Oh, there you go. That's what happened. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yes, fortunately, I was not there. Had I not been working, I'd been right Dad in the middle of it. Dad would have been in a court case. He would yeah. have a record. Oh yeah, because he'd be a piney kid up on the mountain. No, for sure. Trying but, to kill people on accident. <laughs> but working with it's ridiculous. Well, by the way, it's the same guys who the volleyball. <laughs> Man, who would have think that, that that would be consistent behavior? Right. <laughs> so yeah, working with the kids, yeah. But yeah. I agree. Especially I agree with scouts. Dad on that one. Now that I think about, it, I think about actual like, oh, we did this organization and that organization and all these different things that we got ourselves into. But overall, I would agree with you on that. Well, one. we carried we carried that same mentality into the scouting program. Yeah, yeah. we really did. When we we joined the the scout program in the the Bitterroot district here, yeah, and it was a, it was very active. Not huge numbers, but active. And, we, and I honestly, I loved that because it took us out of our community and back into the world. Oh, my goodness. We, we, we absolutely opened up that can with a pry bar. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of people, there's a lot of mistrust. People. That's yeah. all. A lot of mistrust. And understandably and, and, so. And misunderstanding. And like, how mistrust, do as in the people of the Bitterroot Valley, mistrust pineys? Yes. Or both ways. Both, both ways. ways. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Both ways. We, we roll into, the, we start the scalp program with 150 kids. I remember that. 75 Boy Scouts and 75 Cub Scouts. It was unheard of. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's ever happened since the 1940s or 50s. Yeah. We, but we rolled in there with, with, all, with the adult help. Which is the energy the and the numbers. And, yeah. In fact, the very first time they said, hey, we would like you to provide snacks for the district meeting. And they're thinking, okay, maybe some crackers and some dip. We pulled out the stops. Sweet. We're smoked salmon. Um, we had hors d'oeuvres. Oh yeah, hors d'oeuvres. Oh yeah, we had we had all hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. We had all this stuff laid out, and these people are looking at us like, "What is the deal?" And a few people smiled and said, "We should have invited you earlier." <laughs> <laughs> and so that that's what we came in with with that sense of of, 
of combined effort yeah. in the scouting program. And, well, you ended up district Oh, I was round training. table chair for yeah. several years. And, yeah. And I was on I was on events, you know, Klondike Derby, rendezvous. Yeah, it was a good thing. Dude, good all thing. those activities were so awesome. I oh. loved all of those. I loved that. the Mountain Man rendezvous was amazing. Klondikes were I mean, there's so many memories from Klondikes and mm-hmm. complaining about the cold and all oh, that yeah. stuff. But um, I have two more questions. So just a second, Fraser, if you're listening to this. <laughs> okay, so I'll, right. I'll let you have your all piece right. with that one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is, this goes directly to my producer. <laughs> There's nothing as lame as being a Boy Scout in England. <laughs> in Western Montana, we rocked and rolled. We were in the sticks. We were in the woods. We were in the water. We were on canoes. We were back in backpacks. We were lighting fires. We had scout skills going on all the time. It was not tea and crumpets. God save the queen, okay? <laughs> He's going to love that. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have two more questions, and then we can wrap up. This first one is the opposite of the question I just asked you. So I talked or asked you, like, what was your favorite thing about that time of your life? What was your least favorite thing about that time in your life? Me? Oh, well, I, both I, of I you. I know yeah. what you're going to say. Go for it. Well, I mean, because I, I think it, it I think it's like, you know, I don't want to just like, you know, give yeah. one side of the story, you know, because I want, you know, people to understand what's going on with it. So okay. you talked about the sense of community, the scouting, you know, the youth, all that stuff. And that was your favorite part. Of this, like yeah, that. It's the, it's the people. The, 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 the people. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So what was the thing that you did not like? For me personally, and dad might be different, and he might think I, I'm going to say something, but more than anything, what it was is your dad and I's relationship is amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fact that th- we, we never had a fight, never had a stress in our relationship until the other women got involved. Yeah. And I hated that. That yeah. part of it. Now, if the I... The babysitters. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so for me, what's the title of the Calvin and Hobbes book? Babysitter from something, whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the same thing. We could, we could probably write a book. Yeah. For me, it was it was the constant hovering stress mm-hmm. looming over me that the only way I'm ever going to be able to keep this man is if I sacrifice my whole ha- life of happiness with him. To and share him to with share another him with somebody else. With so if that part you know was gone, then I think. But but just the judgment the. Yeah. The, the overthink that I have to maintain a certain level of something that I'm not in order mm-hmm. to be happy. That, that was always hard from the get-go, from garments to going to church on Sunday to keeping up with the Joneses kind mm-hmm. of a thing. I hated keeping that. Keeping up with the Jessops. Yep. Tough. Maybe yeah, that should be the new name for, for the podcast. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that was for me. I don't know about that. <laughs> Move over, Kardashians. <laughs> So that was the thing that you just did not For like. For me, I yeah. didn't like I didn't like the the hovering expectation, not just plural family, but you know um, what you're wearing if you're showing too much of your ankles or your wrists because for me it was I always struggled always always struggled and we talked about that in my thing yeah. but I always struggled with the garment and the long garment and all that kind of stuff and so I felt like I was constantly trying to keep within this box okay and I couldn't just be me. Yeah. No matter what, it didn't matter. Even in serving the people in the community and all of that kind of stuff, even though I enjoyed all of it, there was always that. This almost cloud. like expectation, you know. No, there's always a box. There's just be, always oh. a box I had to stay within. What didn't matter where I went, there was always a box. I had to Your pasture was too small. Yep. You want yep. a bigger pasture? Yep. Right. No fences. No fences. No fences. Buffalo. Got it. I'm a buffalo. Made, born to roam. <laughs> 
That's the weirdest way That's to describe <laughs> calling your wife a buffalo. <laughs> She's a hot buffalo. What? Um, I'd, yeah. <laughs> really big. So what about for you, Dad? What was your What was your least favorite part? That's a really tough question because I'm seeing everything through a different set of eyes. Oh, because, yeah, in the moment, you don't really think about it. In the moment, um, I really don't. I, I'm, I'm, I was sitting here as your mom was speaking. I was trying to think of, at the moment, what did I not like? And I really don't know. I have to think about it for more. But from, from, my, from where I'm standing and sitting now, yeah. it's easy to go look back. And, and there's, lots of, there's a laundry list of things that, are, that were really troubling. Um, well, the one of which would be the the lack of paying attention to the kids. Mm, okay. Absolutely, we had, we had kids in bad situations, and everybody just turned a blind eye. Yeah, we we tried desperately to get funding for not only our Boy Scout group and our Cub Scout group that was serving the young men. Yeah, but for the girls as well. Yeah, well, that was irritating. We tried. We're yeah. like, look, throw some throw some money at this. And so, you, so the people who are in charge have at least a resource to go to to provide, you know, snacks for a meeting yeah. or a, an activity, you know, yeah. heading up to, to uh, the hot springs to go swimming or something. whatever it is. Something. But everything, everything was on, the, the, on our dime, basically. And we didn't have a dime. We had, we had maybe a nickel part, part of the time. Yeah, I'm, poverty I'm, mentality. Yeah. But yeah. that, was, that was one of the things I really didn't like. It's like, hey, guys, don't you understand that if you, if you will do this, if you will make the youth structure powerful, then when those youth become when those adults, kids grow it's up to be become adults, they're going to be rock stars. In. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be in. Yeah. Take care of them now, and they'll be in later. But no, yeah. it was not like that. And they're wringing their hands like, well, why are we losing our kids? Why are we losing our kids? I'm like, because, because you're you not don't care about to. them. Yeah, you're not investing in them. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. There was no, there was no investment yeah. in, in the young people. Okay. There was investment in the school, however, for sure. Yeah. Definitely in the school, so I can't just throw a blanket on that. But on, on programs outside of the school itself, there was not a lot of, uh, of investment. But like I said, with, with Pines Academy, there was a lot of investment. So people would probably say, well, there's your investment. Sure. In education, which is you know, one of the best ones we can do. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking back still, just the, my own personal blindness. Okay. Just being blind. Straight up being blind. Just blissfully ignorant and... Yep. Yeah. And okay. I, I, now I look at that and it's really frustrating because there's so many good things in the world. Yeah. So many good... It's outside of so the AB and Pinesdale yeah. and, and all so that So many stuff, good yeah. books to read, so many good thoughts to think, and so many great people mm-hmm. to, to meet and, and partake of their experiences. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Everybody has a story. Yeah. And those stories are valuable. And so, you know, yeah, here we are talking about our story. Um... I, I'm glad that I've gotten to know a lot of really cool people. And yeah. frankly, I'm glad that I've gotten to know some people I want nothing to do with. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hence, mm-hmm. hence our uh, guest from the other night. <laughs> so my last question, we can end on this. I can't remember we had here the other night. It wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay. My last question. Now that you're, I mean, just with all the context that we talked about earlier about like, you know, being so in and then, you know, the social structure, you know, dismantling from 2004 to 2007 and trying to just manage that being on the outs and, and everything, all of those experiences taken into account. Now that you guys have both have the opportunity to say something, what would you most want to say to the people of Pinesdale? Ooh, them's fine words. 
Hey. And it could be, and I don't want you to censor yourself. Okay. First thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of agree I don't have, with that. If those are words. I don't have, I don't have, a, I don't have a, a, an immense amount of animosity. Yeah. Towards the people. And I'm not saying that you have to like, you know, you know, reach back into those old emotions and try to bring stuff up again, where you're at right this second, how do you, like, if you could say anything, what would you say? And and have it actually listened to. This is as good as it's going to get. Digested. Okay, here it is. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. Boom. Economy of words. Amazing. Love that. Wow. And then, well, that goes a lot, that goes a lot further than Pines. That goes to me right now. Yeah. Just because I think it doesn't mean it's true. There are, there are just different ways and means and beliefs and everything like that, no matter where you go or who you talk to. Yeah. And just because it's stuck in my head doesn't mean it's the quote gospel truth, yeah. unquote. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what I would say. Honestly, I mean, dad summed it up really well, but. Sometimes I want to, you know, climb up on the roof and start screaming, open your eyes. Yeah. Look deeply into, into what you, because so many people just dance across the surface of any religion, specifically this one. Yeah. And well, I think that's like say, fundamentalism oh, yeah, in general. Yeah. Right. Oh, but we're into the, you know, the mysteries of the gospel. Horse crap. Yeah. That's garbage. You know, the mysteries of the gospel. In other words, you are just simply in, in, in taking what's given to you. That's all you're doing is just sucking it in. Yeah. Purple punch. Here we go. Dang. Drinking the bleach. <laughs> Drinking the bleach. <laughs> Well, and, and I think too, I mean, we like what goes with what dad just said, but it's like we always have, and it's not just Mormonism or whatever, it's all aspects, whether you're religious or not religious, is you're being taught by somebody. So there's always somebody teaching you or, or somebody taught them or. Yeah, it's always, yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah. always being fed information, mm-hmm. but to me, it's like, you go ahead, take it. That's fine. But you need to figure it out on your own, no matter what, whether it's your truth or not your truth, you know? So if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't sound right, if it doesn't click right in your brain, but you know, whatever, I just, I, what bothers me about so much of what went on while we were there was just that swallowing thing, you know, just swallow it. And just just, here, just take this, you know, I mean, and believe it no matter what. Yeah. You know, and, and growing up, one thing that I remember um, learning about in primary when we were in the mainstream was, um, you know. When you were mainstream LDS. Mainstream LDS was that still small voice. You listen to the still small, that's the Holy Ghost. You know, well, I, the still, it will warm your heart. Well, it was never in my heart. It was always in my gut, you know, and yeah. I learned to trust my gut. Come on, God, don't you know anatomy? Yeah, you know. Come on, Holy Ghost. Like <laughs> It's not in your heart. It's in my stomach for it's some reason. It's in my stomach. <laughs> What's going on? But there's too <laughs> many times that I would be around some men and women that every part of my being just was repulsed by these people. But yet they are in leadership positions. And yeah. because they're in leadership positions, you can't. those are not valid. That is not the Holy Ghost speaking. That is the devil speaking because you cannot. Yeah. So being dictated of um what you can and cannot think and feel you know i hated that i hated that and i would tell everybody to fly that flying finger and say screw y'all because if you're not listening to your gut and you're not taking care of you as a person and being aware of that then so i don't know mike my i don't really have a statement to to say i've come to trust her gut yeah i really have even though I, i try and challenge it every once in a while 
I, I mean, and it's good she's to be a really good, She's a really good judge of character. She only has yeah. one, one major lapse in, in her judgment. And it's been 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We'll end on that one. That All was right. wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,